Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. I'm your host, Bob Rathman. And coming up this week, a conversation with Terrence Oglesby, the former Clemson Tiger, now turned hoops analyst for the Field of 68 podcast, calls games at Bally, ESPN, Fox Sports, among others. He'll be joining me with our conversation this week in just a moment. Our Jersey Mike's news and notes, and Terrence and I will get more into this in just a moment, but the matchups, dates, and times for the ACC and SEC men's and women's basketball challenge have been announced. And on the men's side, some of the games that T.O. and I will talk about, Miami at Kentucky, Tennessee at Carolina, Duke at Arkansas, among others. Great women's matchups as well. On the 29th of November, you've got Notre Dame at Tennessee, Vanderbilt at NC State, And on the women's side, November the 30th, an LSU-Virginia Tech Final Four rematch game is scheduled. Also, Duke at Georgia, South Carolina at North Carolina, among others. Josh Eilert, who for 17 years was on Bob Huggins' staff at Kansas State and at West Virginia, and he has been named the interim men's basketball coach of the Mountaineers. So we wish Josh well in Morgantown. And Iowa basketball star, our reigning Jersey Mike's Naismith Women's National Player of the Year, Caitlin Clark, was honored over the past week as the Collegiate Women's Athlete of the Year. She received the Honda Cup in a ceremony at UCLA, helping Iowa reach the national championship game for the first time in school history this past April before the team lost to LSU. My conversation with Terrence Oglesby right after this from Jersey Mike's. At Jersey Mike's, watching them freshly slice the meat and cheese for my sub is a sight to behold. The layers of ham, salami, and pepperoni are even more glorious than the pink and orange layers of a sunrise. Yeah, the sun's pretty and all that, but in about 7 billion years, it's going to explode, obliterating the earth and every living thing on it. And if there's no sun, there's no subs. Meanwhile, the only thing a sub ever obliterated was my hunger. Freshly sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. It's always a pleasure to catch up with our good friend Terrence Oglesby from the field of 68 and from the hardwood of Little John Coliseum. Now he's in your living room and on your computer 24 hours a day calling a game somewhere. T.O., how's your summer treating you? You know what? It's going great. I just got done practicing some soccer with my uh, six-year-old daughter, and then my son is uh, turning into quite the basketball player. So I've been messing around. It's been slow as far as business is concerned, which sometimes, hey, let's be honest, Bob, that's a good thing. And so uh, to be able to spend some time with the wife, the kids, uh, it's always great. But, you know, I don't envy some of these college coaches by uh, obviously how the transfer portal has gone, trying to put together rosters and then getting kids on campus. Uh, I'm not jealous of their situation, but at the same time, it makes for great fodder for guys like me and you. The uh, off-season is a thing of the past. We just go from one phase to the next. And, you know, summertime, uh, this used to be, it's not as as intense as it was in years past, but July is always a key month as we look at the high school classes of 24, 25, and 26. And I understand you're going to be going down to uh, North Augusta. We'll see you on the Peach Jam. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a little bit with uh, NBA TV and the NBA app, showing a little bit of the the next crop of talent, if you will. There's a lot of really good players coming up through the farm system, and a couple of juniors, uh, Cam Boozer, is some kind of special son of Carlos Boozer, 6'11", can really shoot it. I'm excited to see him play. And then a guy, a young man named Cooper Flagg from the state of Maine, where basketball is a plenty, apparently, and 
Uh, that young man is really, really talented. Think uh, Andre Kirilenko defensively. He's got some Gordon Hayward on offense. There's a lot to like about that young man's game. Probably the two top players in all of high school basketball, and they're both juniors, so it makes it that much more interesting. Uh, some star power in the ju- rising junior group, and, of course, there's always going to be a few names that pop up at the Peach Jam uh, for the seniors to be. I'm really excited about the opportunity to talk basketball, watch basketball again live, uh, and I'll be doing that with John Fanta. Oh, that's great. You guys have a lot of fun. Um, you know, this uh, this college um, season that's upon us in 23-24, rosters at T.O. Are, are fairly settled, uh, transfer portal being what it is, recruiting being what it is these days. Um, I was just wondering your thoughts of the teams that you think have really come out well. I, I was thinking of Kentucky. I, I think the Cats have really fared well. How about you? You know what? I think it's going to be a really interesting situation for Kentucky because they're they're loaded to the brim with talent, but it's young talent, right? I mean, Justin Edwards, the number one, number three player in the class according to ESPN. DJ Wagner, number four. Aaron Bradshaw, he's in the top ten. And Robert Dillingham, uh, he he's five ten, 150 pounds, but he is all wiggle and go. He's quick on quick. He can really score the basketball. But in today's game, in today's college game. It's a lot of young. It's a lot of older players, right? You have a lot of 23, 24 year olds with this COVID year, uh, really taking advantage of the situation. And Kentucky has this uber young, uber talented team. I'm really intrigued to see uh, how it goes moving forward. They did add a couple of pieces. Trey Mitchell from West Virginia transfers in, six uh, ten guy who can step out and shoot the three ball. Some will help them on the boards, and then the big piece for them. Antonio Reeves uh, can really score. Had a 37-point game at Arkansas late in the year last season. He's a guy who can really score, and he adds some veteran presence to a team full of young guys that, quite frankly, they're going to need somebody to look to, and he's going to need to fill that role. Outside of them, you look at a couple different teams. Uh, Georgia has done a nice job. Mike White is leading a turnaround in Athens. I think he's done a terrific job. Added Silas DeMari, a four-star recruit, Jalen DeLoach, uh, from VCU, R.J. Melendez, a talented piece from Illinois. Noah Tomlinson, that went, that's coming all the way down from Niagara, where he played for Greg Paulus, a former Duke Blue Devil, averaged 19 and a half a game. Now he's a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, Mike White's done a terrific job uh, in Athens after moving from Gainesville, where quite frankly it felt like he was run out of town. But buddy, the people in Athens are sure glad he was. And he'll have, as you mentioned, he'll have a practically an entire new team than the one that he coached last year at Stegman. Uh, You mentioned Kentucky and Georgia, which uh, leads me to my next question to you, and that's, of course, the matchups for the ACC-SEC Challenge that will uh, have its inaugural run this November. T.O., you know, we're in television, and I thought for sure, for sure, that to kick this thing off, we'd have a Duke-Kentucky or a North Carolina-Kentucky matchup. Didn't you? You know what? I'm kind of surprised that it didn't go that direction, but where Duke ends up playing at Bud Walton Arena, at Arkansas, playing against Mus Bus and the crew, that's going to be about as exciting as you're going to find uh, in the early part of the season, and Duke's going to be really good. Uh, you keep a lot, the bulk of your roster, the bulk of your production. Jeremy Roach comes back ever after averaging nearly, nearly 14 a game. Kyle Filipowski, a lot of people thought he was going to go pro. He decides to stay. And Tyrese Proctor is on pace, I think, 
to be a first-team All-American next season. He has that kind of talent. You saw him blossom towards the end of the year. Uh, Duke's going to be really good. Arkansas is going to be good because, let's be honest, Arkansas is always really good. So <laughs> that's going to be a great uh, that's going to be a great matchup early in the year. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I could have imagined Duke playing in Kentucky, or no, yeah, Duke playing in Kentucky, North Carolina playing Kentucky. But now let's not overlook this Miami team. They are very talented, and even though they did lose Isaiah Wong, even though they did lose Jordan Miller. Wuga Poplar comes back. Bensley Joseph is a good player. Nigel Pack, one of the highest paid men in college basketball, and I'm not telling any secrets. We all know what else going on in Miami, and boy, did it pay off with the final four run. They add Matthew Cleveland, who averaged 14 a game at Florida State. Miami's still going to be really, really good with really good guards. Uh, Kentucky's going to have their hands full because, like we said, they're talented, but they're young. Miami's also talented, but they're old. Uh, it's going to make for a great matchup in Lexington on November 28th. Another game of interest will be North Carolina, and they drew Tennessee in Chapel Hill. That should be a dandy. It, it really should. And, and you want to play a team that is loaded with physicality, toughness, how they play, how they attack you defensively. North Carolina, uh, they're going to have to bring their lunch pail because Tennessee – brings the heat in all shapes and all sizes, especially on the defensive end. Armando Baycott coming back, that obviously helps. And I love some of the pieces that North Carolina added uh, beside R.J. Davis, beside Armando Baycott. I think Cormac Ryan is an underrated piece that they got from Notre Dame. Averaged over 12 points a game, has a little wiggle uh, off the bounce, can get where he wants, uh, and really can get hot in a hurry. He had 30 points against Duke a couple of years ago. He has that ability to go off in spurts. Harrison Ingram's a former McDonald's All-American who transfers from Stanford, a guy average over 10 points a game, but he's more of a do-it-all type. North Carolina is going to have to play tough because, buddy, I'm telling you, Tennessee, big, strong, physical at nearly every position, and that bringing and that's bringing back Josiah Jordan, Jordan James, excuse me, Santiago Vescovi, Zakai Ziegler. They're all back in the fold, and what did they do well? They defend. What do they do well? They play physical. Tennessee, North Carolina, it's going to be a battle. Wherever the points stay at, whether it's if it's played in the 60s, I like Tennessee. If it's played in the 80s, obviously that plays right into North Carolina's hands. And North Carolina has one of the best freshmen in college basketball that reclassed up. Elliot Cadeau, a six foot one, six foot two point guard from Sweden by way of New Jersey can really fill it up. Probably the best passer in college basketball ending at uh, beginning the year. Uh, they're going to be an exciting team to watch, but he's going to be welcomed to college basketball uh, by the volunteers who don't take anything lightly. Of course, the man who walked away with our Jersey Mike's Naismith Men's Player of the Year award last year is headed back to Purdue in Zach Eady. And that makes the Boilermakers a whole lot better. Yeah, it certainly does. And you have to keep in mind, too, Purdue was really good, but they were really young at the guard position. Fletcher Lawyer now turns into a sophomore after having what a lot of people thought was a surprisingly good season. They didn't expect quite this much out of them. Braden Smith, kind of the same thing. Now these freshmen, what do they say the best thing about freshmen is? They turn into sophomores. And now Fletcher Lawyer is a sophomore with some, with some games under his belt. Braden Smith knows how to orchestrate running offense. Mason Gillis is a nice piece. Uh, it's a talented team. They add Miles Colvin, who's playing for Team USA right now. Talented player. And then Lance Jones, a transfer from Selwyn, Illinois, 
should solidify the backcourt a little bit. But Zach Eady coming back is the best move that a Boilermaker has heard since Robbie Hummel came back for his 12th season of college basketball. Uh, having him at 7-4, whatever he is, just solidify the paint and control everything the opposing team does on both sides of the floor uh, really changes things for the Boilermakers and puts things, quite frankly, in Matt Painter's hands on every given night. How they're going to handle smaller teams that are a little faster, that's TBD to be determined. But all of that being said, Boilermakers should start off the season in the top five in the country. T.O., is there another team or teams that you think really did well uh, in the portal? Uh, Kansas is, I think, uh, in that circle. But what say you? What are some of the teams that, that really did themselves well? My man Wes Miller at Cincinnati, I thought, did a tremendous job of going into the portal and adding some pieces. He, he maintains Victor Lockton, who is one of the better five men, shot-blocking five men in college basketball, good size, 6'11", can really move. He catches everything. It's quite, pretty amazing to watch because they threw him some bad passes last year, and he just reined him in and was able to finish. Odia Guama, Wake Forest transfer, our fellow big, backs up Lockton sometimes, but he has some talent. And then they attack the portal. Uh, C.J. Frederick didn't have a great – couple of years at Kentucky, was injured, struggled shooting the ball, how a lot of people thought he was capable. I think he's going to be able to get back to that. They had Jamil Reynolds, Seamus Lucosius, who was a really nice player at Butler. Uh, Wes Miller uh, did a really nice job of getting those guys, um, getting the right pieces to fit. And, buddy, he's going to have to going into a Big 12 this season that we both know uh, is – probably the best conference in college basketball over the past three, four seasons uh, along that, along those lines. Kansas, you want to talk about probably the best fit between transfer and head coach, Hunter Dickinson and Bill Self. There's no coach in college basketball better at finding creative ways to get a guy post touches than Bill Self. Add Hunter Dickinson in there. He's able to score around the rim over either shoulder. He showed the ability to step out a little bit. But let's be honest, that's not what he's there for. He's going to get a lot of post touches. He's turned into a quality passer out of double teams, and they added shooting around. Nicholas Timberlake, transfer from Towson, who I had the opportunity to cover, can really shoot the basketball. Averaged almost 18 points a game last year for Pat Scary at Towson. He's a guy who can fill it up quick, fast, and in a hurry. And Arterio Morris, a transfer from Texas, only averaged 4.6, but it was in a sporadic role at Texas. This guy can fill it up. It's just a matter of how much opportunity is he going to get? Is he going to be able to play within the system that Bill Self wants him to do? And then they return Kevin McCullough. They returned probably the most underrated point guard in college basketball into Juan Harris Jr. Uh, Kansas loaded for bear once again. They're very much a national t- uh, title contender. And McCullough is probably going to come right out of the gate as a leading contender for our Naismith Defensive Player of the Year honors. So they've got it all covered. Yeah, tremendous wingspan can really guard multiple positions, and that's what you want in college basketball these days, especially when you have a five-man that really will. He doesn't. Hunter Dickinson doesn't protect the rim as far as blocking shots, but his sheer presence and size will help out in that manner. But having Kevin McCuller, who you can just stick on anybody, uh, they're going to be okay, uh, just because Bill Self really coaches defense really well. And then him being able to stay in front of pretty much anybody you ask him to uh, certainly helps. And he thrives in that role. Well, Terrence, this is awesome. You got me all fired up, but it's it's just July. 
I wish it was November and we were ready to go. Uh, who, who are you telling? I'm ready for it to start uh, yesterday. But, <laughs> hey, we get, we get five months, two of which are covered up a little bit by football. But, man, whenever we get going in November, there's nobody more excited. I love it. I know you do, too. Uh, college basketball this season with all this talent, uh, it's going to be great to watch this year. Okay, tell us again the dates we'll see you on NBA TV coming up for Peach Jam. It's going to be July 5th through the 8th. I will be on there sporadically. I'm not even sure which games I'm doing because they go all day, every day. But I'm excited nonetheless. I'm very appreciative of the opportunity. And uh, I'm just ready to get going. Fantastic. T.O., thanks for all you do for us. And we'll catch up again in season. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bob. I told you he would leave you fired up for the new campaign. Wow, great to talk to Terrence, and we thank him for his service as one of our selectors during the Naismith run on the men's side. That's it for this week. We'll be back with more next week. Have a happy and safe 4th of July, and we'll see you right back here next week. From all of us at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathbun saying so long.